All right. I sit here on Thursday, December 16th, 2021, making the Lost to Zane recordings. It's way past my bedtime. It's 9.21 p.m. as I speak. Normally, I've been in bed for one hour. Yeah, that's right. That's me in bed. 8, 8.15. Oh, God. The queen of the forest, not here. She has left me uh, for the night. And that means no sleep. No sleep till Pooh Bear. Uh, no, you just can't go to sleep without your loved one. She went out to party with her teacher friends. Uh, a bowling night of all things. So, okay. And then she's getting a ride. So she might come home sauced. And then that means... She's uh, going to be chasing me around the bedroom saying, come on, let's do it. And I'm like, get out of here. Don't touch me. So I got that to deal with. Got three dogs in here as usual. One snoring away very loud at his daisy. I'm painting a, pic- a picture for you of my life right now. So I figured I should get the lost Zane recordings ready to go. So that, uh, you know. It can be delivered on time. That's part of the job for the past three years. Not complaining at all. I love it. I love it. I love it. In this episode of the Lost Zane recordings, a lot happens. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Plenty. Plenty of uh, great things. Let's see. In this episode, I found research, coincidentally, that convinces me that sleeping with my daughter's giant stuffed animal, Connor McDeedles, is okay. That was a thing. When Diana would leave me, it's crazy. I'm just talking about her leaving me for tonight. My daughter gave me this giant stuffed animal, and I put it in my bed and used to sleep with it. I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's evidence that proves that this is absolutely okay. Everybody thinks I'm an idiot. Um, all right, so this happened October 12, 2016. Trump yet to be president. Scott Baio and Ben Carson support Trump. Something we talk about in this show. Don't think their support was appreciated. We are like a day or so removed from the uh, grab them by the P comment by Trump. We talk about how Billy Bush is screwed. Is that guy even alive today? Oh, my God. All right. If you want the full show, it's on my Patreon, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Join me uh, there for hours and hours every week of material, in addition to the free podcast. Five bucks a month for the entire audio archive and any new audio, 10 bucks a month, audio, video, and live streams, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. All right, enjoy this little free view of the Lost Zane recordings. Good morning. This is the Eric Zane Show. Underway, we have begun with show number 127. Indeed, we're back in the saddle. Hell, we've been back in the saddle for like six months. Where is the time gone? They're really out of the saddle, but it just sounded... The song sounds so tough. Yeah. Yeah. 
the only, only tough thing on this show. This is true. I'm a, I'm a pretty good tough talker. Oh, yeah. Tough talk is pretty pointless. Good morning, Julius. How are you? Good morning. Tyler Doan is yeah. here. As we get this started, uh, today's a unique show. Um, we are asking for quite an extensive bit of listener interaction at various points. Things that will make or break whether or not I am in a solid mood for the rest of the day. Sweet. Uh, Lots of opportunities for us to absolutely, completely crash and burn. Uh, And um, some of those things coming up, we're going to need in the um, 8 o'clock hour, Terrible excuses that you missed school when you were a kid. Things you tried to do, and it comes to us from a story that actually starts terribly at what one kid did to get out of school. Didn't happen in Michigan. happened somewhere else. But that's where we'll need your help in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Terrible excuses. What you did, to what lengths did you try to get out of school? Um, Not to mention, in addition, we have... um, Passes to give away for the Bob's Halloween Bash on October 29th. That's Saturday, October 29th. Have you ever been to that? I'm, I'm guessing not because you asked a whole bunch of questions. No, I haven't. But, uh, you know, you have something going on on every floor. And the costume contest alone is worth the price of admission and the good time that will be had by all. And there's big money on the line. The purse is over $3,000 for that costume contest. Right. First place, $1,000, and a seven-night stay at the Redstone Inn in Colorado. So, a trip. A trip, yes. Just, just get there, and then you're going to see this majestic hotel, be in this majestic hotel in it's the middle of the Redstone Inn is beautiful. It's owned by the Gilmores. Terrific, terrific place. And so, we'll have passes to get into that event. Second place, $1,000. Minus the seven-day. Minus the seven-day, yeah. So plenty of stuff up for grabs there when you when you go and you you I mean you better start working on that costume right now and it better be creative and it better be expertly done because you know no no uh, no hack deal where you dress in a garbage bag and you say <laughs> I'm trashed is going to win it's going to have now every Halloween this happens where somebody puts on a, a costume that gets them fired from their job. Years ago, after the Boston bombing, there was a, the lady who dressed up as a Boston bombing victim from the Boston Marathon. Like Her I, life was ruined, and I don't. It might still be. She's probably dead. It's like I like your creativity. However, bad look. Stop. Uh, there was something that happened recently where people dressed up as the trade centers. Yeah, the a lot of people did that. Dressed. I've, that was. It wasn't a Halloween thing because it just happened. I don't know. No, it's been around for a while. Okay, people have done that, but every year you hear somebody dressing up like something to do with 9-11. It's like, come on, are you serious? Um, you know, so uh, yeah, what, what we're going to need for that is we're going to have you line up on the phone with uh, spooky stories of unexplained things that have happened to you, okay, in the 7 o'clock hour, last break of the 7 o'clock hour, because... I can't tell you how many times we've gotten calls over the years, or I've gotten calls, and uh, about people who have had things happen to them. Things turn up missing in the home. You mm-hmm. hear unexplained things. I've had that happen where you you swear to God you hear somebody walking upstairs. Things are moved. Things are lost, and then they turn up. 
how, however long later. I'm skeptical. All unexplained. Not saying that they are. It's probably you just misplaced it. But when a person calls up with the var- uh, various variables as to why it's an unexplained thing, it's like, huh, and that happened, huh? At least it makes you pause. It's like, oh, my God, where'd my wallet go? Well, despite Julius. the ghosts of all the past morning shows that took it. <laughs> there are a lot of souls. There are a lot of, a lot lo- of dead souls in a here. A lot of lost souls. The curse of BBL mornings is here. <laughs> it's a bigger curse, uh, curse than, the, than the billy goat. The long lost BBL morning show curse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ray Bentley just, the ghost of Ray Bentley just punched me in the face. <laughs> the, the ghost of Shuling is reading school closings. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and on. And uh, the ghost of Justice and Jim are drowning dogs. Oh, my God. What will we do? Ah. That was crazy the other day when I brought them up, and you hadn't even heard of them. You didn't even know. I mean, no, I had no idea. Well, it was way I think it was. You were rather, probably a, a kid. Yeah. I just moved to Grand Rapids at the time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if I heard that? Like, damn. Grand, I thought Grand Rapids was like a really conservative town. This radio station is drowning dogs. What the hell's going on? The list goes on and on. Hell, some of them were on it more than once. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they do a do do a tenure, and then they they get blown out, and then they go to another town and come back and do it again and get blown out. It was like it was, it was such a revolving door. It was remarkable. So anyway, spooky stories, the haunts, unexplained things that have happened to you, and you're going to all be on the phone. You're going to say the story. Julius will punch a hole in your story and sound cynical, and then we'll judge them. Bingo. Which one will uh, be the most intriguing, I guess? Yes. One that makes us go, okay. If it sounds too unrealistic, well, no. If it's easy for us to shoot a hole in it. Not, not only that, but if it's obvious that you're just making stuff up along the way. Well, yeah. I think I, we can I, read I don't through think that. We'll get that. I don't think we'll get that. I think. But if someone has their story straight, even if it's not real, if it sounds good and he has his story straight and he's telling it like he did experience it, cool. More power to you. I think the extent of spooky, strange things that have happened to me, as uh, in addition to hearing bumps in the night, um, it, it took place while dreaming. Like when we, when the, to me, it, and it's always you can just chalk it up to what well, you were just dreaming. But some of them were so vivid that they had such an impact at me on me that I woke up scared to death, or just oh my gosh! Did you ever wake up and a dream was so bad? Or it affected you in such an emotional way you woke up either laughing or crying? No. Oh, my gosh. Who, after, who does that? I do Anybody? that. Oh, my God. The It was right after my... Um, Firing? Yeah, we know. No, no, no. Oh. I didn't have any dreams about that. I haven't. Uh, it was after my wife's dad died. And prior to that, her her mom had died. And the dream consisted of wait, uh, him... And her in the dream, and they seemed very happy, mm-hmm. and they were together. Now the years had separated their the the uh, deaths like five six years, and I'll never forget it because uh, my wife's dad, um, from the day she died, the day she was sick even, um, and it was cancer, um, he was a, a broken man, and uh, he never recovered, and I. In hindsight, I think he was just waiting to die. Mm-hmm. And upon his death, having that dream the night of his death, 
of him, I remember it, they were waiting in line for something. And the only thing I could piece together is they were waiting in line to go to the afterlife together. That's how I interpreted it. And in it, um, my wife's mom was just waiting patiently. And then he was walking up to the line and he was looking at me with almost like a half grin on his face. Like, yeah, hey, man, really? I got, I got my girl back. <laughs> and so, um, and, and, and it, the way it went down was he had a disease, a lung disease called um, pulmonary fibrosis. And what happens there is your lungs, the lung tissue uh, morphs into like uh like a hard, it's it, completely useless. It, right. doesn't, it doesn't function anymore. It becomes a hard sponge. And w- exactly. And most people who acquire this disease with treatment can live a long, long amount of time. However, untreated, it, it rips through you fast. And when he first went to the hospital because he was having trouble breathing, he was dazed from death. Mm-hmm. He, I believe to this day, he kept it quiet and sat on it not only because he hated doctors, but because he knew that this was his ticket to see his lovely wife again. I've got two tickets to paradise. This guy was so old school when it came to that sort of thing. And he, I think he bravely just said, you know what? It's my time and I'm not going to fight that. And so it ate him from the inside out. And he went to the hospital. He was uh, uh, on a breathing machine, helping him breathe for about two days. And then, boom, went into a coma. And that's it. No, The doctors were mystified. They're like, we don't know. what It it appears like he's had this for about three years. Wow. I'm looking at pictures of it. Wow. So that's what he did. And then I had a dream about it. And that was the spookiest thing that I have ever experienced Mm -hmm. in my life. Because I really, to this day, feel like I was communicating with him uh, post-life. And I was like, wow. And it was incredible. Now, your stories will probably be a little bit less intense. (laughs) But uh, just keep in mind that in the next hour, that's when we'll be doing that. The goal is to line you all up on the phone, similar to why do you deserve Lions tickets or why do you deserve Tigers tickets. The problem is we don't have Mapes anymore to judge. But uh, we'll, I think Julius will do a good job, and I, and, I'll, and I think we'll all do a good job at voting your story, whether or not you survive till the next one comes around. Uh, so speaking of things on a level like that, the story broke late in the day yesterday about Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is playing baseball in the Arizona Fall League now. It started out this whole thing in the uh, really short instructional league. That's the one where you hit the home run. And he really hadn't done a whole lot since then. In fact, yesterday was the opening day of the fall league for the Mets. They're playing in Arizona. Um, Tebow's signing autographs after another day of 0 for 3 at the plate. And there's a guy there getting autographs who starts convulsing and goes into a seizure. Now, the story... Was it like one of those religious revivals? I don't think so. I think oh. he just had a stone-cold seizure for some reason, and he was, uh, they said, foaming at the mouth, and and this is the way it played out for us. Get out of there, demon! <laughs> Dude, it wasn't like that? No, it's, it, it is. It is being portrayed that way. Have you followed this at all? As a little some bit. Some of the eyewitnesses? I mean, saying? I saw it, okay. and I was like, meh. Here, here's the thing. The way they told it... This narrative by a a reporter from a local TV station, she tweeted out, oh my God, 
person has seizure in autograph line. Tim Tebow bows down, puts his hand on the man, and he breathes. Wow. And she, she wrote, this is a miracle. Now, by that right there, you it sounds like he was dead. Yeah. Because they said he breathed. But now, I, we don't know that. And I thought that that was pretty... Uh, I think that was kind of caught up in the moment reporting there because yeah. nobody knows what was going on there. The guy yeah, he didn't he didn't literally revive him from death. Well, it wasn't that's, Lazarus. That's what she spun. Thought it was Lazarus. She spun. <laughs> she spun that he did. He healed, and she said it, and she was serious. And it, the video is going around now. The damn thing of it of it is is you can't see what she saw. All you see is Tebow bow down and pray and put his hand on the guy. And you don't hear, <gasps> you don't hear the guy gasp for breath or anything. I Is there an actual video for there this? There is video. I, I didn't see the video. It's, it's uh, you, you don't, it's not, it's not clear what has happened. But the mystique that is Tebow goes to now another level, that of healing powers. That's right. They they went on the air and said a miracle has taken place in the Mets Fall League game here in Arizona as Tim Tebow has healed a man. More at 10. <laughs> wow. And uh and I the guy had a seizure. Now, you I've seen seizures. I've seen grand malls, a lot of them mm-hmm. because my wife's brother has had them and it's it's scary. But you know that they come through, and I've everything they describe: foaming at the mouth, eyes rolling back of the head, teeth gritted, uh, shaking violently, violently convulsing. I've seen all that for extended time on a human, and it's no fun. But I, I knew he wasn't dead. All the eighty million times I saw Kevin have a seizure, <laughs> so it might just be timing. But leave it to everybody to just jump on board immediately. It is one hundred percent a stone cold miracle. Oh yeah. It's like, did Tim Tebow perform a miracle? Oh, my God. I'm glad the guy, yeah, seizure just ran its course is what you, the, most people would say. But not this reporter. I forgot, I forgot her name. She was tweeting it out as it happened. Carrie Van Horn. Is that she wearing a blue dress? Yes. That's the one. So, oh, God. I just, I, I don't know. I think that that's a little, it might be overstating it a little. I, 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 I would wait. I would wait until I rushed into the miracle stage. Can you imagine if you're Tebow, you put your hands on the guy and you say the prayer and then that, because it did happen. The guy then did start to breathe. Right. But I don't know. He may have been breathing before, but they indicated he started breathing. If you're Tebow, oh, for sure. he's probably thinking, well, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I better put my hand on this guy and pray because everybody's expecting me to do it. <laughs> and then when the guy does the audible gas, Tebow's like, oh God, man. Oh, oh, wow. This is really Oh, this is really going to put me into the stratosphere now. <laughs> Who cares that I can't hit? And maybe you should be the team doctor instead. There was also earlier in the game, apparently he face-planted into the wall. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see it. There's no video that Damn I've seen. It. There's a picture, though, of him just like, he looks like Garfield on the back of a window. So he's basically running with his arm in the air like Maglio Ordonez trying to feel the ball. Yeah. Who was terrible at fielding baseballs. <laughs> And then he crashes into the uh, the, the beer advertisement yep. splat. Damn it. I, I, <laughs> you know, hey. The USA Today story. Tim Tebow went 0 for 3 in his debut in the Fall League. Uh, and the most solid contact he made was with the outfield wall. Uh, 
Tebow's such a big dude, it probably didn't even phase him. I don't know how it is that there isn't 20 to 30 cameras on him at every moment. Right. I wanted to see the video of this. And there better be now because, A, you you got three. You got him going over three. That's news. You got, A, uh, B, him smashing into the wall. That's news. I want multiple angles of him healing the guy. That is, I mean, we got cell phone video. Come on. There's got to be someone out there. There has to be. In the next segment, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Are, is it this weekend that this is going down? It's this weekend. The Lions are having a celebration. And boy, you will have an opportunity to partake in a amazing way that will have you reveling in the glory days of 1991. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually a two-week celebration. Next week's the... Uh, two weeks. What? They were, next week was supposed to be the main event, the big-time event. And they were like, you know what? We love our fans so much. We're going to do something special the week before. This is a celebration. Cue the cool in the gang. <laughs> Whoa. We will talk about that next. And if anyone asks you who you listen to, please tell them the Eric Zane Show on 107.3 WBBF. That is going to do it. My free view of the Lost Zane Recordings full show available. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay, folks. Till next time. Bye-bye.